That's a money back guarantee. Yeah. <clears throat> Good morning, ladies. We're live. <laughs> Hi, right. welcome to the Christian Indie Writers Podcast, where we inform, encourage, and support Christian indie writers on the journey toward publication. I'm Christina Katane, and I write in multiple genres, including Christian dystopian fiction. I'm Jennifer Carl Tong, and I write historical Christian romance. I'm Jamie Hirschberger. I write short fiction under the pen name J.R. Nichols. I'm Rhonda Hagerman, and I write fiction and nonfiction. Okay. Hi, guys. Um, thanks for tuning in. And so we all start our podcast off with our What's Up segment. So let's start with Jennifer because she is first in my little boxes. So What's Up is where we just ask each other what's up and we fill each other in what's going on in our lives. Again, I, we need to find a way to record the precast because there was gold, <laughs> absolute gold happening in the precast this week. But um, one of the things we get, were talking about was Jamie had mentioned that her kids have her have her wrapped around them, their finger. They don't cook anything for themselves. They have a way of working her. And, and um, I just wanted to bring up, so what's up with me? Two things. Um, I keep forgetting to mention my sign. I mentioned it in um, one of the postcasts, but... Um, good friend of mine, when I came into church the other day, she and her husband had made me this. He gave me that. It says, home is where your story begins, and it's where you write your script for happiness. So thank you, Dana and Gordon. I just, I love it. It was just so special that they thought of me and just did that with the blue. So anyways, that's, it's back there, and I hadn't mentioned it yet. Um, but the other thing, when Jamie mentioned that, I remember one of the what's up in my life is that I got a coupon for a thing called Green Chef, which is one of, this is not sponsorship. I'm not getting paid for this. It's one of those, like, kits where you order it, and it was, like, pretty cheap for, like, the trial. So I did it, and then I immediately canceled it because I didn't want to pay the price that was the normal price. And, um... It was fun. My kids like each took a turn cooking with me, which um, I'm not been really good about cooking with them. My mom wasn't one to cook with me. I kind of learned cooking on my own, um, but it was too much. So then I got another deal for a thing called emails, which is very similar, except that you can choose to send it off to shipped or to um, these other like you know Walmart. You can go pick it up, or and they'll do the shopping for you, or you can just have that on the app. You can have the shopping list yourself and go. And I did that. I don't think they're as tasty, but it's fun. So anyway, my whole point is, I've been cooking with my kids a lot more, and um, they are eating way better. They're eating all the vegetables. The only one that's kind of turning her nose up is my oldest, and she's the pickiest of the three. And they've been eating all these great just really out there vegetables that we'd never tried before. So it's been a lot of fun. So that's my, yeah, that's my personal what's up. But what about you, Jamie? What's going on with you? Well, just as a disclaimer, I will say that my children will cook. So what Jen and I were talking about is they do that thing where it's like, oh, but mom, it's so much better when you make it. Mm. And so I just, I just have to say, like, they will cook. They do cook, but they really do like to work me. It's terrible. But I do think they mean it, too, because I think I mean it. If someone else cooks for you, it's just so much better, isn't it? I think you just don't get tired of smelling it or whatever. And then when it's put in front of you, it's delicious. Okay, so... I have two things for my what's up. My first thing is so bizarre. The shelf in my refrigerator just broke. It's so weird. Like, so, you know, you go in the refrigerator, there's this big thing where you can put a gallon of milk. And it's like this big wide tray that sticks out from like the door. The whole thing just broke in half and my milk fell on the ground and started spilling everywhere. And like all the condiments that it was like a calamity it was very bizarre. I mean, the good news is I do have another one of those gallon things that can go in the door. I've currently got all my condiments in it on a shelf, but it was just 
so startling and a mess I was not prepared to have to deal with this morning before getting on here with you ladies. And, and just so weird that something like that would just break in half. But my other yeah. thing is a good thing. So it's like I have a negative thing and a positive thing. So my husband has been traveling for work and he's coming home tonight. Yay! Yay. So very happy to be reunited with my hubby. So that'll be a really good thing. So hopefully we'll have the weekend with him and that'll uh, be nice. Can I have like 20 more seconds back? I'm sorry. Now that sure. you said that. My husband was here this weekend and I really should point that out that I had a really, really great weekend. I can't believe I didn't share that. Can I share one more thing? Sorry. Um, <laughs> we, we love the Tigers. I think I've mentioned that a time or two on here and we were supposed to go Friday night to a game and it was too cold. So we didn't even buy the tickets and then we're like, all right, we're going to buy tickets for Saturday. So we, we got up Saturday morning and we're waiting for the last minute to get good deals on tickets and it was pouring. And so we're like, okay, it looks like it might let up. So we're just going to drive down and go do it. And we got down there and they had postponed it. So we just spent the day in Detroit. We got on the people mover, went around to Greek town and had some lunch, had um, a lot of pastries. It was just totally not a keto day for me. And uh, we just had a really good time. It was such a nice visit with my husband being home and my girls. And it just was really great. So can't wait to go back to Detroit again. All right. Sorry. Okay. How about you, Rhonda? <laughs> okay. So do you want to hear my cemetery story, my yeah. owl puke story, or my gardening story? <laughs> How about a combination of the three? Is that possible? Okay. I'll make the first two really quick. I got to find, I finally found the grave of my third great grandfather, my uh, civil war vet, um, my brick wall guy. And while we were in the cemetery, I found an owl pellet and my nephew and I, Trent, uh, if you ever watch this, one of my favorite things to do with him when I was a kid was hunt in the woods for owl pellets. And when I found that, I just, a lot of great memories came back and, and I was uh, right next to my grandfather's grave and it was just great. It was a combination of wonderful things. And, um, so anyway, so wait, Rhonda, Rhonda, tell everybody what an owl pellet is because maybe not everybody knows. Okay. So when an owl eats a mouse or whatever, um, it doesn't digest the bones or the hair. So it regurgitates like a hairball, like a cat hairball, except a lot less disgusting, whether you believe <laughs> that or not. And it's full of the hair and the skull and the all the little bones. So you can put an actual skeleton back together. And it's a, a good science project for children um, just to learn about, well, fun things to find in the woods and um, uh, biology. So awesome. You left off the part where you said it was a dream of yours to go to the oh. cemetery ever since you were a child. I have wanted to go to this graveyard for so long. And for some reason, I don't have a lot of friends who like to walk through cemeteries with me. And the cemetery is between an old schoolhouse and a farm. And there's this little path that you have to walk through to the creep. There's like an arch of trees and you can see gravestones back there that are broken. And it's Probably good for Halloween, but anyway, I finally had a friend with me out in that area yesterday, and I talked her into going with me. So, anyway, it was a good and day. Then your garden? Oh, gardening season is full on. I know that we're still not out of our frost dates yet, but I was in the garden for four hours yesterday. I am loving what's coming up. All the work that I put in last year is really becoming fruitful. Um, I'm just on cloud nine today. That's awesome. I've been in my garden too. We, my um, youngest went out with me. I was out there pulling weeds. I do um, square foot gardening, the raised beds. Ooh, and she, we were like halfway through and she's like, mom, this is so much fun to do with you. Aww. Aww. 
never had so, that. I know. <laughs> they're, they're tearing up watching poker games and on their, their tablets going, whatever. But she's like, this is so much fun, Mom. So I've got my lettuce and my kale. All the cold crops already in, and it just looks so cool. Uh, well, I'll tell you one more thing then. Uh, speaking of children, okay, so this year I am not putting radishes in my garden because when I my daughter was a child, she helped me plant radishes every single year. And I thought, wow, this girl really loves radishes. So I'd buy them at the grocery store and all that. She was the only one who liked them. So anyway, a couple months ago, she came up to me and said, you know what? It's time for me to admit this to you. And I had all sorts of ideas going through my mind. All right, what's she finally coming clean about? <laughs> well, what it is, is she has never liked radishes in her life. <gasps> she was doing that for me. Oh, that's actually kind of Aww. sweet. <laughs> but I'm not doing it this year. Was this your oldest or your youngest? That was Gina. That was my oldest. (laughs) Well, Gina's actually on the chat with us and just said, ha, 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 it's true. All right, Tina, what's up with you this week? Okay, well, I'm going to share my screen because um, really I have an uneventful, boring life. And um, my life revolves around, hold on, I'm trying to bring it up. This little guy. Can you see him? Nope, we see you. Your cute little face. Oh, why is it not sharing the screen? You have to click yes, or you have to agree to share the screen. It's like a two-step process. I know I learned that the hard way. Okay. There. Oh, Oh, there's Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. There we go. There. So this is Charlie. The little bunny rabbit that I'm always talking about. He, we're getting ready to, he's currently single. Um, <laughs> if he had a Tinder photo, this would be it. You know, <laughs> um, my son, he's going to be 16. And anytime I say anything about anything, he's like, that's a meme. So I'm like, well, Charlie's not a meme. So I made a Charlie meme. <laughs> so anyway. I love it. It's so um, cute. We're getting ready to get a companion for Charlie, so our life has pretty much been revolved around him lately. And we went and bought those, um, you know, the storage cubes that are made out of wire, and you yeah. put them together. And um, we made a, a pen out of those. Instead of making them into cubes, we zip ties and made them into, like, the walls of a pen, and we made him a pen um, so that when we bring home his wife, they're both fixed. So there's not going to be any bunnies babies but so that's charlie in case anybody really wanted to see charlie well he's very cute thanks for sharing him with us okay i know that you were busy building a pen for him because aren't you going this weekend to go look for yes on sunday we're going to uh mid midland no midwest rabbit rescue it's in plymouth michigan and they have a process they don't you just don't go in there and say oh i like that one no, it matters if Charlie likes that one. Mm. Um, and then she has to like him. So they take yeah. up to, they do, they call it speed dating. It's just <laughs> kind of cute and funny that they call it that. So they just put them in a little enclosure together, like a, like a play yard for a toddler or whatever, and let them interact and see how they get along. And if they start fighting, then that's a no. Like if the first thing they do is like attack each other, then you separate them and try the next one. <laughs> like real speed dating. Right. So um, they're, if they start humping one another. Oh. 
That's a positive experience. (laughs) (laughs) They're both fixed. So it's not because they want to mate. It's like one rabbit showing dominance over the other. And if the other one accepts it, then, then you're good. So. (laughs) All right, then. Can I say that on the Christian Anywriters podcast? I think you just did. (laughs) I didn't. I wasn't thinking. Sorry. Hey, it's a natural fact of life. This is what animals do. <laughs> Owl pellets and humping rabbits. We're we're putting out gold today. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much been, you know, writing and working and dealing with Charlie. Awesome. It's my life. Right. So, moving right along. I'm the host, ain't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say something. Okay, so this week, <laughs> our topic is writing prompts. Um, so who wants to tell us what writing prompts are? Any volunteers? I will. So okay. a writing prompt, um, it prompts you to write something. So uh, it's an idea, a phrase, a set of words possibly a sentence or possibly the setup to a story. And the ideal is you take that concept or sentence or group of words and write something to it and um, has all kinds of benefits. And we're going to talk about those. Right, Tina? Yes. Yes. And so we use writing prompts actually all the time. Um, And we're probably going to talk about that in just a little bit. But before we do that, let's talk about the purpose and benefits of a writing prompt. Um, I actually went online and looked up, I was trying to find like, what is the science behind writing prompts? Um, And one of the best benefits that I found, and I don't know if it's scientific or not, but it forces you to be creative on the spot. Mm. And that, that like strengthens your creative muscles Mm. when you do that. So that, that was one that I really liked, but I found. So what about you guys? I think that it opens up doors that you didn't even know were there in, in your idea processes too. Like before being in our writing group, I never used a writing prompt. I kind of saw them as assignments, you know, like growing up when you, you're taught to read, write in school, whether you're in, whether you're in high school or elementary or college, usually it's an assignment and I didn't want to write to assignments. And so it wasn't until, which is kind of fortuitous that Gina is in our chat today, until Gina had brought to our writing group um, a writing prompt and everybody agreed to do it. And I was like, mm-hmm, inside, but I'm like smiling the whole time. And that's the only reason I said this many times. It's the only reason that we even, I even have Searching for Anna available now on Amazon. Um, it's because of writing prompts and so now I'm a huge fan of them because sometimes it's just like for me um, it can unlock the writing block and um, it also for me it has not only brought on a whole novella for me it brings on chapters I didn't even know were going to exist in my books and I love that Awesome. I think that a writing prompt used the right way can help you get to know your characters. So if you search for a writing prompt with the intention of writing in your world with your characters um, and then take that writing prompt and have your characters interact with it or um, work within the parameters of that writing prompt, you suddenly learn more about your characters than you knew before. And you may get something that's usable in your work or not. But you walk away from the experience with a new insight and possibly with a new take on a different scene later on because you know, well, if 
Hercules acted this way during the writing prompt, he probably would act this way uh, when he walks in and finds a dead body on the ground. You see, so it can help you to understand your characters better. Hey, speaking of that, Gina just asked in our in our um, chat. She wanted to know. She says, "I believe we also got Corny the raccoon from the right the prompts, right? Is that true?" Um, I don't remember. Maybe if she says so, then it's true. <laughs> Gina, we you're all knowing. Uh, yeah, we were at that retreat, and I I don't know. I know that my original idea for that story came from uh, I saw drainage water coming out of a a ditch thing. Um, and I thought, what if some raccoons drank that water and it was like toxic and it mutated them or whatever. So, um, that the story idea was kind of in my notes, but then the writing prompt might've helped me, you know, hang some flesh on that skeleton. Um, so second nature available now on amazon.com was (laughs) yes, uh, a hybrid, I guess of a writing prompt. And it did certainly help me develop the story. So um, I totally am in favor of writing your characters to a writing prompt. Mm-hmm. One thing that I find too with doing writing prompt exercises is sometimes when you're working, so I'm working on a novel and it can just get tedious doing this, you know, working on the same story every day, day after day. Not that it's, I mean, I make it sound like it's horrible, right? But sometimes having that, writing prompt to write something completely different for just 15, 20 minutes really can um, give your brain a break. Almost like taking a coffee break or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So then you can go back fresh to what you're working on. I think that's a very good, I think that's a very good piece of advice for someone who may be feeling that way, Tina. So I'm glad that you said that. Mm-hmm. Because maybe people are feeling guilty or weird for like actually hating their book right now. <laughs> mm. Raise your hand there. if you hate your book right now. <laughs> and so sometimes, yeah, that's what you need is just a little bit of a change of pace. So that's very good, Tina. Mm-hmm. Maria says, interesting you guys use prompts to continue your ongoing projects. So far, I've used them for one-shot paragraphs or blog posts. That's something different. Yeah, that's something I think that we all had to learn. Uh, well, Rhonda, I think, was doing it first before we all kind of clued into it. But all of a sudden, I was getting this like pile of ideas of things that I wanted to further use because of our writing prompts. I'm like, I can't keep up. And then all of a sudden, Rhonda's like, oh, I just use the same characters and all the prompts. And I was like, genius. So that's what we've, that's what I've been doing. You are so smart. Yeah. And then sometimes you feel uh, like you're uh, being naughty or something. If you get away from your work in progress to go fiddle around with a writing prompt, right? Like, so it helps you to not feel like you're playing hooky from your work in progress. If you uh, turn it into something that's possibly usable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to point out that um, every week on the podcast, we have feedback time, the feeding of the backs. And um, we do an exercise right before we start our podcast where we set a timer for 15 minutes and we have a writing prompt. And so um, we do this every week. And so if you've been watching our podcast, um, you have been seeing the fruit of those writing prompts and setting a timer and only having that much time to write. And some of the crazy and sometimes touching and sometimes tear jerking things that will just come out um, from who knows where we don't even know, you know, we sit down on our keyboard and out it comes. 
based on whatever prompt we were given. Um, and so that's a really good example. So pay attention because we'll be doing that um, here at the end of the podcast. Um, so I think we want each one to speak briefly on how we use writing prompts for ourselves. Ron, well, I, okay, oh, go, go ahead. ahead, Jamie. All right. I um, find the 15 minutes so helpful because of all of the reasons that we've said, I can get a little bit discouraged sometimes getting mired down in editing or uh, stuck in a project for too long. And to actually take 15 minutes to uh, produce something that is uh, like, wow, characters who didn't exist 15 minutes ago, a story that didn't exist 15 minutes ago, it can really breathe new life into the idea that writing and creating can be fun and um, also um, just make you feel good about life again. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, I have really developed a couple of characters that I would really like to see um, in some work going forward. Um, Rhonda, I think you could speak to that too, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, um, I'm able to kind of guilt-free work on a new book while mom and I are um, chugging along on the current work in progress we have. And uh, like um, one of you mentioned earlier, all of these prompts I've been doing on this podcast have been the same character. She's the main character for the book we're going to write after we're finished with this one. And, um, you know, I don't want to um, take away time from writing our current work in progress but this is a completely guilt-free way for me to do it. But also the nonfiction that I'm writing right now, writing prompts have come in handy uh, for my research for that because it's a nonfiction. And even though um, our prompt today, you may not think that that could help with nonfiction um, when you're writing about real historical characters, um, there is a way to use that. Even if you don't use the prompt exactly as it is written, it can you can still springboard into something else and attack these people, not attack, but <laughs> attack the writing in a completely different angle in a fresh new way. Well, and I think, Rhonda, it's important that you said that because sometimes um, the prompt that is given, I just kind of wave at it on the way by because That's what it does say. is, it, yeah, it turns my brain onto something to write about. And I think when you, when you think of a prompt, you think about how if you go up to a little toad and you kind of poke him, you know, on his back, he'll jump. And that's what a prompt is supposed to do is to get you moving and to get you writing, even if you don't follow the assignment and write exactly what the prompt says. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's the difference between a prompt and an assignment, which I had confused early on in my career. An assignment, you have to do exactly what it says. And a prompt, like Jamie said, okay, uh, here's the prompt. I'm going to start writing, but I'm going to totally leave that. So you could have with the writing assignment today, which we're going to share in a second, you could have, it could not even been a car, you know, it could have been something else and it could have been going to say something, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do for it. So that I think is a really good point you bring up Rhonda. Mm -hmm. I like, um, I like the, to think of writing prompts sometimes as the warm up before the workout. So like when you go to the gym, you do a little warm up first. So when you go to work out, your muscles are loosened up and you're ready to go. So I kind of think of it like that. And also what I was going to say earlier and I couldn't find the words was it's like cleansing the palate when you write something that's completely unrelated to your work in progress. 
So like if you go ever go to like food tasting things or wine tasting or whatever, which I would never do because I'm a good Nazarene girl, but <laughs> <laughs> you they give you something to cleanse your palate to m- remove that flavor so then you can fully taste the next thing. And that's kind of what the writing prompts do for me. Or like if you're smelling a bunch of perfumes and they have you smell coffee beans in between. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same thing. Yeah, it's a good point, Tina. Okay, so let's talk about where we go to find writing prompts. Christian Indie Writers Podcast has a different writing prompt every week. (laughs) (laughs) You can write along with us, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that we hope that you'll share with us. So um, if you're not watching this live, you can pause after we have read off what the writing prompt was. And you can write your own piece in 15 minutes and share it with us. We'd really like to see it. That would be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can copy and paste it right into the chat of our, um, even after we're done being live, you can post it in the chat on YouTube or send it out as a tweet with maybe like a screenshot, however you want to do it, reach out to social media. That's the, the fastest way to get a hold of us is through social media. We're on there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And by, by we, I mean, there's a few of us that you know, <laughs> probably should spend more time writing than on social media. I have to say that I probably, I'm not good at checking what our YouTube chat says. So thank you, Jen, for being so diligent to check that. So where, else would, where else would people find the uh, writing prompts, guys? Well, you know, a lot of the weeks that we do a writing prompt on here, I have just gone over to wordgenerator.com. Like, that's the website. And you can choose how many words you want. You can choose that you want it to have more than two syllables, more than three syllables. I mean, you just kind of can tweak it however you want. I usually do more than one syllable because, you know, one syllable words. So, um, and then you just hit generate and it will generate words for you. Mm -hmm. Another place that a Christian indie might find a writing prompt would be like the Bible. You can do that in many ways. Mm-hmm. You can either play what That's my uh, former pastor used to call Bible roulette and just open to a random page and read a scripture and write what comes to mm-hmm. mind. And again, you're just kind of, you don't have to write, you know, in King James English, if that's the version that you picked up. Again, this is just to like get the creative juices flowing. You could open to the list of the books and just point a random finger and you're writing a story about John. Or, you know, um, sometimes even just picking the Bible up, something will occur to you. Oh, I wonder what this passage says about, and maybe that's the thing that you write about that day. So for a Christian indie, I think the Bible is a great place to find a writing prompt. That's a fantastic idea. And one place that I go to that you guys may not think about is... Um, one thing I do is take oral histories from people for my historical society. And so I have a list of questions to ask these people to get their mind flowing. So it's like a um, oral history prompt for them instead of a writing prompt. Mm. And for some character development, I've taken some of those prompts and used them for my own characters. And that has been wonderful because um, it takes your characters to very different places than you get in some of the writing prompt books or websites or whatever. Wow, that's great. You know, I've been inspired before by listening. Like I was listening. I just don't know. I'm kind of eclectic with my music taste. And I was in the mood for bluegrass. And so I was listening to some bluegrass music. And there was a song about the Civil War. And it just like suddenly I had this whole story idea pop into my mind just based on this song. So even something like that, everyday life, you could be driving down the road and see a funny character or something. 
worship music is another thing that affects mm -hmm. like you know like jamie was talking about the bible i take notes during the sermon and sometimes in the middle of the sermon all of a sudden i find myself writing a scene which may seem like i'm not paying attention but it's kind of the opposite i'm like super engaged in the in the service at that point because i have um like engaged on a different level i feel like i'm, I'm really communing with god because I, I really believe he gives me my stories and so that's one way another way somebody kind of mentioned books quickly but i found this journal at i love it it's a fabric covered journal at staples and every page has a different scripture at the top corner i don't know if you guys can see that or not um and so i do this for journaling in the mornings i um, will we'll just open up to the next page whatever scripture it is i pray about it and then i just start journaling about myself my life whatever's going on and how maybe god's speaking to me with that scripture and sometimes that turns into things that i use in my books like how like our revelations that my my characters are having and ways that god is speaking to my characters um but real quick before someone else starts talking and i'll, I'll give over the mic um somebody did mention books and um i that's how gina brought a that writing prop to us was a book that she found i'm always finding little books to um to using writing prompts for which i will talk about in a minute but i've got one here that um we use this morning so so books um, in the bible and scripture that that's really effective for me for for writing prompts mm -hmm. uh just real quick maria just let us know there's a group on the twitter writing community called I turtle have, writers yep i wrote that down yeah, so um, thank you for that, Maria. I will be checking that out as soon as we're Did done. you say Turtle Writers? Yeah, yeah she said, said Turtle Writers. She says there's a group on Twitter called Turtle Writers, and they have a new prompt every week. I found it really helpful for inspiration. I often end up turning them into blog posts. Interesting. I love that. I just, the whole imagery of a turtle writer just making writing relaxing and fun. Like I'm picturing a little turtle sniffing a daisy, like <laughs> a little cartoon. What do you know what I'm saying? That's just yep. adorable. I'm going to have to check that out. That's great. That's All awesome. Right. I kind of picture like the turtle being in its shell and then coming out. Oh, peeking out every once in a while to see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think we covered everything we wanted to talk about. Did anyone have anything they wanted to add before we move on? Just uh, maybe our listeners could put their other resources for writing prompts. Um, I love that. Who was it? Sher Sherry um, who posted about the turtle writers. Anybody else who has a prompt resource for us, go ahead and share that so that we can find more uh, unique resources for prompts. We appreciate that. Great. Great. So speaking of prompts, now is the time for the feeding of the backs. Mm. Um, so it's feedback time. So we, like explained this a little earlier, but I'll say it again. We had 15 minutes and a writing prompt. And we, so no time to edit, no time to revise. We did whatever came out is what's on the page. And so now we are going to each take turns reading what we wrote in that 15 minutes. And Jen, do you want to read the prompt? Because you have that right there. I, I would love to. And like, like um, Tina had mentioned earlier, normally our go-to is word generator. Uh, dot com right is that what it's called mm -hmm. it's a word generator and um when i was in barnes and noble this uh last week with my girls which is a bad bad thing for me to take for all three <laughs> of them in there oh so my girls are all bibliophobes just like i am and anyway um we on the way out of the door they have this the the sucker section where jen <laughs> As we're waiting in line to pay, I just can't, cannot stop scanning them. And they always have cool things like this. Um, a very and, accurate description. 
It really is. It's the, you know, like I said before the there podcast. There's no lollipops, right? It's right, no. Like, who, who's a sucker and has two thumbs? This girl right here. Um, that, that's my Jamie impersonation because she uses that. It's super cute. Um, so I found this little itty-bitty book. You see how cute it is? It 600. matches your shirt. Did you wear that shirt so that you would coordinate with your book today? <laughs> Can I just tell you, it, it takes so long for me to plan. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> 642 tiny things to write about and it is the cutest little like you could journal right in here or you can just kind of pull them out like there was one that was um like you have like a little like an organizer to to mentally kind of plan things out and um so one of them i read to the ladies earlier was uh write your wedding vows if you were going to write marry number one your dentist number two your ex Number three, a complete stranger. I don't know what the fourth one was, but I'm like, that's very funny. Like, I would probably never use any of that, but maybe I would in a contemporary romance. That might be kind of fun. So today, we we read three, we voted on two, and this is the one we ended up actually having uh, Kim, who is not online with us right now, just tell us, Kim, one or two, one or two, because we couldn't make up our mind. <laughs> she chose two, and here here it is. Describe the morning light glinting off the ice along the highway's edge as you drive home to confess where you've been all night. I love it because that's like, that's the kicker at the end. Where have you been all night? So that was our prompt for today. So if you are going to write with us, you can pause us right now or um, come back later and make sure you share it with us on social media. But we are ready to share right now. Okay. Do you want to go first, Jen? Or do you want to have someone else do that? No, I would love to. Unless you're sick of hearing my voice. All right, here we go. Never. (laughs) So sweet. Most people in Michigan complain about the winters. I never understood that. I mean, if you hate it so much, why do you live here? It's winter eight months out of the year, practically. But I don't mind it, usually. Those eight months are a small sacrifice to make in exchange for the paradise that is summer in the Great Lakes State. But today is different. Today is miserable. I change lanes for no other reason than because my father's voice is ringing in my ears. The left lane is for passing, not driving. I'm the only one on the road. Who cares what lane I use? But Larry's voice is persistent, so I find myself in the right lane, squinting at light that is glinting off the ice that hugs the highway's edge. Sharp, piercing light, mocking me with its reminder that it is morning, a cold Saturday morning in January, one of the shortest days of the year. The fact that it is light out is evidence enough that I am late. I should have been home hours ago, while the sun still hid below the horizon and the darkness would have hid me as I crept back into my sleeping house. By now, all three of my girls would be awake. Why couldn't I be one of those parents that had lazy kids to complain about? Kids that sleep in until afternoon on the weekends. Not me. My teenagers are morning birds, like their mama. They are most likely already up and having breakfast, watching the latest episode of Parker Games on YouTube. They love that show. Obsessed with it, really. I could probably crawl in the window of my bedroom, and they would never be the wiser. That is, if I could hoist my fat hiney up to the window. That was about as likely as me winning a Pulitzer Prize for my work in the dishwashing sciences. I, I pull my SUV into its normal spot in the driveway, grateful for once that the garage is too crowded to park my car. Our squeaky garage door would no doubt wake the whole house if, by some miracle, my girls were still asleep. I open the, the, the door slowly and peek in. Three sets of eyes dart to the front door, spoons of Lucky Charms and Cocoa Puffs paused halfway to their mouths. Where have you been? My oldest asks. I'm not sure what will be more difficult. Admitting that I stayed out all night standing in line for tickets to new kids on the block or enduring the, 
or enduring their cries of anguish when they tell when I tell them that they aren't coming with me. Yay! Hey, can win block. if your kids know who new kids on the block are. Oh no, they would not cry in anguish. They would just be like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Wahlburgers, like oh, Wahlburgers, yeah. pretty yummy. So they kind of kind of have opened their eyes to like who the Wahlburgers are at least. But mm-hmm. so I have a question for you, ladies. How many of you knew what you'd been out all night doing before you started writing, or how many of you discovered it when you were writing? Oh, that's tricky. I think I knew. I think I knew at a particular point, which I can reveal as I'm sharing. Okay. But I just, um, the new kids on the block thing, like my kids would be like, oh, how interesting. Let's go view this artifact. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is what boy bands used to be like. Do you know what I mean? They think everything okay. that I was into is from like the olden days. And I, I it's like amazing. Christopher so, would yeah. say they are a meme. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to know what's Dad, going through I really my head right now, story. Jennifer? What, what, Rhonda? Did you want to know what's going through my head right now? What? Oh, 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 my gosh. Thank you. And it will we're, not happen. We were all the same age, just about. Well, all the three of us if, like, are really the same age, but Jennifer, yeah. That was really well crafted. Oh, I mean, thank it you. was really mm-hmm. like liter. It was, it had real literary merit. I love the mm-hmm. pausing spoons. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. very hard to believe that that was just a sprint. It was very, mm-hmm. very well done. I can see so much improvement in just what your sprints even are turning out. I think your daily writing habit is really growing you as a writer. It's just amazing. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I, I think that um, that I really did work to craft it. I felt like I w- it was like coming really well until the new kids in the block thing. Because all of a sudden I realized <laughs> I'm like 90 seconds to finish. And I'm like, I have no idea where I've been. And so that just kind of regurgitated itself out. Probably because I- we were in Detroit and there's a Wahlburgers right near where we were. My girls wanted to go to Wahlburgers and I insisted on Pizza Popolis. And I think I made the wrong choice. They're opening yeah. one up at the Genesee Valley Mall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're supposed to have opened last fall. Uh, there's not even booze in there. I don't even know what's going on. But, yeah, they're supposed to be one at the Genesee Valley Mall. So. Mm. Wow. Um, I, I need to, to take a moment time. to comment on one of our um, chatters here. Uh, Gina, oh. you're very welcome. My goal has been met. <laughs> Would you um, give her an earworm? Yeah, she said thanks for getting that stuck in my head. She also said that she would love those tickets. So I think we no, we are, it's on, Gina. It is on. When they come back into town, you, me, girl. Girl's mm-hmm. not out. Uh, I was wondering if you were going to get to the actual where you were or not. I mean, I really loved the buildup, though. I really loved the suspense of we don't know. And so I didn't know if we were going to get that satisfaction or not. So You know I love that. You know I love the last minute. The uh, What is it that um, Jane Scott Bell calls it? The, um, uh, the shattering moment. Shattering moment, yeah. yeah I love, you know that I love to have the shattering moment at the end. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. I appreciate it. I really loved, like she said, the the cereal and the spoons, and I could see your girls' faces. It was, it was just like a profound moment right there. I really loved it. This wasn't completely true. My girls do sleep in, and, um, <laughs> and they're not they're teenagers. Only one of them is, and yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. so. All, All right. right. Thanks, ladies. That was fun. Um, Jamie, you're next in my little row of boxes. Do you want to go next? I will. Okay. Um, here we go. The, and this is an example of just kind of waving at the prompt on your way past, I guess, because I realized, whatever. Okay. 
The morning sun reflected off the snow, mounded up in the Hobby Lobby parking lot, made me wish I would have snapped up a pair of sunglasses on my earlier excursion to Walmart. I crept along, dodging the potholes in an effort to keep my Tim Hortons double-double from sloshing all over my brand-new wool flip-top mittens and whisper a prayer that God might take mercy on me, a humble Black Friday shopper in search of a deal on a fleece blanket kit and a porcupine-shaped pincushion <laughs> and would make any lines outside the store small and fast-moving. God, I murmured, I know it's a foolish thing to pray for. I'm only praying this on account of what Tina said last week at Bible study, that you care about all the small and trifling matters in our lives, as well as the big ones. As it turns out, God either thought my prayer for a short line was trifling, or he decided it was time to answer my prayer for more patience, because the line snaked out from the Hobby Lobby entrance too deep and a good 100 yards long. The telltale signs of campers remained in the early morning light, people rolling up sleeping bags or collapsing tents. The new arrivals were opening up slingback chairs and chatting over their own steaming cups of Tim's. I sighed and head for the back of the parking lot, resigned that I'm going to have to park a good way off. Once again, I wish Joanne were here. It was my first Black Friday since she passed away. My very best friend for the past 15 years, we'd always headed out to divide and conquer. I smile as I imagine dropping her off at the front of the store to claim our place in line, knowing that by the time I'd made the hike back to where I'd left her, she'd have the entire line singing one Christmas carol or another. While I'd always been somewhat of a Grinch, irritated by the obligations and commitments of the holiday season, Joanne had always adored Christmas and all the surrounding festivities. I remembered the first time she talked me into going out on Black Friday with all the crazies. When she told me she wanted to get a jump on things so that I should arrive by 4 a.m., I'd groused but dutifully showed up, bleary-eyed and ready for a fight. She'd come out the door wearing a ridiculous set of reindeer antlers, a green and red plaid scarf, and a round red Rudolph nose. How could I help but smile? Thereafter, Black Friday shopping had become our tradition, and now it was up to me to carry on, even if it was only done, if it was done only half as well and if only half my heart put into it. I heaved myself three, two, one. Oh, golly. <clears throat> How are you going to finish good. that? Um, I think it could have been finished after only half my heart put into it. Maybe. Maybe it could have just been done right there. Mm. Why? I was just curious. <laughs> Why can't have a If you do, tell me. <laughs> Talk about well-crafted words. I mean, that yeah. was just so, like, I was there. Even, um, it's funny, um, Maria says that she knew what Tim Hortons, what Tim Hortons are, so she finally feels like she's connected with us culturally. She's uh, she's, she's uh, with us from the UK, so. I, <laughs> I, Tim Hortons in Michigan, man. It's life. Yeah, I remember when I would drive uh, from Michigan to Kentucky, we lived there for about four years. I remember the last Tim Hortons exit in Ohio. I had to get off and get one because I knew that was it for however long. Like, Are they, do, they, do they have them in Florida? Um, I think, yes, they do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they have everything for the villagers here because they get people oh. from all over that come mm. here. You know what I mean? It's like the, it's like the Michigan, the sequel Florida is like yeah. everyone is from Michigan. Right. I uh, just have to say, is this a true life event? What's that? Was this a true life event? 
Um, no, ma'am. Um, I only went on a Black Friday a couple of times. One, because again, my pitiful child who never asks for anything asked for some kind of a little doll or something. And so I drug her over to a Walmart for a Black mm. Friday thing. Um, but typically I don't do the Black Friday, really. I mean, I mm. get out sometimes to go and see what's going on, but it's not mm. a thing. <laughs> I've done that I before. Love Just drive by to see the lines. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you took and, and turned it so emotional. Like it was like, I was there with you, loving it. And then all of a sudden the best friend died. I was like, Oh, and then the story just all of a sudden I was engaged even more, you know, to see what else was coming. So good job. Wow. I really loved you. Like your description of like everyday things that you throw into your stuff. Yeah. The mittens. And it just, you know, gave you that feeling of it's cold. It's winter. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, the wool flip top mittens are a real life thing. I would yeah. hate it when I would spill something on them because I love them so. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have much call for them here, but when I visit, I bring them. Thanks, lady. And I also want to say I'm totally in love with all things British. I even watch British TV. So I'm really excited that we have a, a Me too. British watcher. That's cool. All, all things British. So she's in love with you, Maria. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're just getting started on season nine of Vera. I was not going to share this, but now I will share it just because you kind of switched it. In Claremont, there are two quote unquote, like authentic fish and chip type experiences. And I think that they're sort of like set up to be dueling. Like one is all decorated like an English pub and they serve like, you know, I don't know, puddings or whatever. I'm so excited to go there and try that, but they only keep like lunch hours. And then there's another one. It's like a fish and chip place and it just makes me so curious to know like how good are they nailing it do you know what I mean right um but it's supposed to be you know if you're from you know that part of the world and are missing authentic so anyway just apropos of nothing I guess yeah mm -hmm. in a city called Claremont which is a suburb of Orlando okay where well, that's you go to see the mouse. come to Florida yeah and, check and it in, out. My, in my pro uh list that's there and then I have a like thousand things on the con list <laughs> When I was in England as a teenager, I was so excited to try crumpets because growing up, it's all you always heard was tea and crumpets. And uh, my friend who I met there, who was British, was like, crumpets? Who cares about crumpets? I'm like, American girls, I guess. And it, <laughs> yeah. after having it, I realized, yeah. <laughs> now I see why. I wonder what the British thing would be. Like, what would the British, well, British have to eat whatever when they come to America. Like, I would want to know, is there something? Probably not. They're probably like, no, thank you. We like our food very much. <laughs> Maria well, Maria says says that, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. She likes Park and Rock, the TV show. Oh, and I'll yeah. tell you that my husband loved that show. I liked it too, but I mean, he really loved it. Treat yourself. She right. says that fish and chips are amazing, especially with mushy peas. Oh, <laughs> I did like the mushy peas. They had them yep. there. I tried them. They're good. Mm -hmm. yeah, crumpets are amazing. She says she cares about crumpets. Sorry, Maria. I didn't mean to. <laughs> okay, Rhonda, do you want to go ahead and read your story before we get oh, too far off track? Yeah, oh, I yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I want to talk about Scotland. Okay. Um, Save it for the postcast. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. My head aches and the glare of this icy road isn't helping. It feels like the icicles on the guardrail are piercing my eyes. I blindly shuffle around on my console, trying to feel my sunglasses. They'd give me some relief from the glare, but not from the conversation I'm about to have with my sponsor. 
I feel the smooth lens of my sunglasses, pull them out with the messy three-inch stack of fast food napkins, my headphone cord, and the envelope for my registration. Uh, Not good. I say aloud and make a mental note to figure out why the envelope is empty. Putting that thought aside for now, I slide the glasses onto my face, expecting a bit of relief, but it doesn't help as much as I hoped. Suddenly, a siren screams behind me, and in the mirror, I see the blue lights. No, not now, I plead, checking my speedometer and slowing to pull off to the side of the road. I breathe a sigh of relief as a patrol car speeds by me and onto wherever. I double take in the mirror. Now, oh, no wonder these glasses aren't helping me. There's only one lens. I roll my eyes. It actually gives me a tiny bit of relief from the sugar hangover. What am I going to say to Rachel this morning? I know she's not going to be judgy, but it doesn't make it easier to tell her I fell off the keto wagon again. I was doing so well, too. I'll let her know about the donut that started all last night, but she doesn't have to know it was with 11 other fr- fluffy friends in that cute crispy cream box. I spy my good sunglasses on the floor of the passenger side and consider reaching for them. No, even I know that's stupid. With a sigh, I slide the, slide the sunglasses back up my nose. I'm sure that again. With a sigh, I slide the, slide the sunglasses back up my nose and close the one eye with the missing lens. That'll have to do for now. Time. Very good. You know, I was going to ask the other ladies if they what they thought was a shattering moment. And as I'm writing my note, my shattering moment changed. What did, what did you guys think when you when you heard it? What was the shattering moment to you? That you found out that she wasn't a drunk, that she was a <laughs> yeah keto well, wagon. Yeah. Well, my first one was sponsor. As soon as I heard sponsor, I was like, oh, we all got real serious. Like literally, we just went and then. <laughs> The, the keto bandwagon, the keto wagon. I was dying. That was so good. Gina wants to, Gina says, are you basing this off the time your glasses broke in the car? See, it's not good to have your child. I know. Your <laughs> child. <laughs> in our because she's going to tell, like, she's going to tell us all the truth. <laughs> right. Um, Rhonda, this character, again, same character, right? Yep. Like, you just so know how to write somebody whose life is a total mess. Like, <laughs> I mean, for all those napkins and everything to come flying out when she, I mean, that is so, like, I am a very uh, messy person and I, and I don't necessarily see clutter, but it does end up just aggravating me all the time. And yes, that would be me. I would grab something and poof, a million other things would come flying out with it. Like those details that you put in there say so much about this character. And that's how I knew it was her. I'm like, Oh, we're back with, does she have a name? This girl? She doesn't. I was thinking about that last week. No, not yet. Okay, but I we knew, we know her. We don't need to know her name because we know it's this girl. So. I, <laughs> I kind of love that we don't know the name. I feel like it's almost like we're in suspense. Like we're getting to know her without knowing her. Almost like we're a guy at the office that has seen the girl at the office across the hall and just keeps like watching her actions, but doesn't really know her. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're falling in love with her. We don't even know. Her. It's just, I love it. It's so great. Well, thank you. I didn't know that sugar addicts had sponsors. So, Oh, they don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't want to call it. I didn't want to say just a friend. I wanted to make it um, right. Well, it give works. you the idea of what she was going to say without just saying a friend or a confidant or whatever. It's mm-hmm. called world building, Tina. In Honda's <laughs> world, I didn't they know. have sponsors. Yeah. Sugar addicts <laughs> can have sponsors. Yeah, yeah for sure. I didn't know that Rhonda was following me this weekend. Oh. As I, um, <laughs> I, 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 
As we're in the car, getting ready to get on the highway to head to Detroit, my girls wanted Tim Hortons, and I, I will get a sugar-free coffee and whatever. And as we're pulling up to the um, the, the little speaker, I said to my husband, I really want a donut. And he's like, really have a donut. I'm like, done. So it was a non-keto weekend for me, and I enjoyed it. And so, yeah, I was like, I get it. I love how you put uh, 11 fluffy friends <laughs> in the cute little box. It's almost yes. like a personification and sort of a, you know, a, a romantic, naughty, flirty kind of a, it was just a really good, because that's how the relationship can be sometimes like, oh, you siren, you temptress, you know? Yeah. And, and so I really like that you did that. That was super fun. I'm just wondering what it says about me that I thought she was eating her donut with rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's what funny. came into my mind, and that <laughs> in the box. Oh, aw, fluffy little rabbits! Yeah, awesome. Good job. All right, that's so I thank you, ladies. I appreciate that. I think we have one more to hear, right, Bambina? Yep. yep. And I'm for our listeners who aren't from this area. I sixty nine is like one of the main highways that intersect where we live. There's one going north and south, which is I seventy five, and I sixty nine goes from east to west. So. That will help clear up a little bit of what I'm writing here. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. I have to make this bigger. I must be getting older. That's why I wore my glasses today. <laughs> the sun glinted off the ice along I-69 as I made my way home. It was early morning. The sun had just risen above the horizon in my rearview mirror, and the sky had that baby pink hue to it. I had the jitters you get when you've stayed up all night and are beyond being tired anymore. Only 15 more minutes and I should be home. I rehearsed what I would say to Bob when I got there. He was bound to be upset. Would he be angry? Or would he have called out the cavalry to search for my dead body? He was almost getting perturbed at me saying, What good is paying $100 a month for a cell phone when you never answer it? Mm-hmm. I took a deep breath in an attempt to calm the butterflies in my stomach. I wasn't sure why I was so nervous. Once he heard what happened, he couldn't be upset, could he? Maybe I should make something up. No, the truth was good enough. He could very well get upset about me leaving my cell phone at home and refuse to pay the bill, forcing me to get a part-time job to pay for my own cell phone. But I doubted that would happen. Even if he threatened, I usually knew how to get my own way in the end. He was all bite, no bark, really. A big teddy bear when he loves somebody. I silently thank God for such a wonderful husband. Suddenly, I realized that I'd almost missed my exit. I swerved the car to the right, going over a patch of dirt, and then onto the exit ramp. Then my car was sliding sideways, and then spinning. Why was I moving so slow? I watched my car slide off the opposite side of the road, and then it seemed to pause half midair, half off the ground, before tumbling down a steep embankment. Dirty snow, sky, dirty snow, sky, dirty snow. My stomach actually dropped when the car was spinning. I love the imagery for turning over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Very good. T- uh, Tina, oh. I'm just going to say, like, this is not really meant to be a critique, but if you don't want us to think these are autobiographical, you need to think of a new husband name. It's, <laughs> it's, it's always Bob. Like, you know what I'm I mean? sorry. I just couldn't come up with anything on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, oh, wow. It's very, that's a good shattering moment. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I still don't know where I was. So if anybody <laughs> knows, put it in my obituary. Oh, 
<laughs> well, and I obviously wasn't on my way home, which is what I meant about not really following the prompt. So, wow. Interesting. Wow, Tina. That was very well written. I love the dirty snow sky thing. That was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was really good. Thanks. And I love that you kept us in suspense and we finished a story and we still don't know what happened. So that was yeah. really great. I don't think I like that. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> did really you, when you started writing it, when you heard the prompt, did you know you're going to do something like that? Uh, no, I didn't know that was going to end that way. No. How many of you knew how yours was going to end before you started? Anyone? Because I think that's good for the listeners to know that, like, like that's part of writing prompts. It's, it surprises you as much as it does anyone else. Did any I, of you know your shattering moment? I did not know mine. I thought I knew mine was going to be funny. I thought I was going to do something really funny, like somewhere really funny. Or, you know. Well, you sure <laughs> learned otherwise. <laughs> it's kind of weird because when I set out to be serious, I usually end up being funny. When I set up set out to be funny, I die. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> uh, really good work, Tina. Well, thanks. Really good work, everybody. And I, I really hope some of our listeners um, do the thing. I would love to read mm-hmm. what someone else came up with. Should we have them submit it to our Facebook group or? We don't, oh, our Facebook page. They yeah. could do that. Yeah. If you go to facebook.com, obviously, um, and search Christian <laughs> Indie Writers, you'll find our page. Um, I'm more active on Twitter, so I thought maybe there. But you know what I was just thinking? I think next week we should do something different. I always try to tweet out, hey, we're live in a half an hour. I think we should tweet out uh, half an hour before. We should tweet out what the prompt is. So that if somebody wants to do it before, so they don't listen to us first and then write, because it might affect you. You know, you might already, ha- then all of a sudden the prop has ideas attached to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and then they could just go ahead and plop it down here. Maybe we will randomly read one of them, because it's usually only about three to 600 words. So, yeah. We have um, also tossed around the idea of having a Facebook group, and it would be mostly Tina and I that would moderate it, because our social media is spent most of the time over there on Facebook. But we haven't really figured out if there was uh, a need, a desire, a call to have one, or how we would really format it. So if that's something you would like mm-hmm. to see, and what would you want out of a Facebook group from mm-hmm. Christian Indie Writers, let us know, because we're kind of on the fence about uh, putting out that effort of commitment. So um, we'd love to start one. We just don't know if it's something our listeners want or need. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, can I suggest something too? Um, the what Maria just brought up. Um, if she, I believe that she has a blog, and if she just wanted to make a blog post out of it and then let us know that it's there, so we could go read it. Oh then yeah, that That's could do great. double duty for her also. Yeah, we yeah. can share it on our uh, Twitter thingy. We'll take all the free publicity she wants to give us <laughs> and give her some right back. That's right. Oh, here's an interesting question. We all wrote in first person. Hmm. And so Barb Bauk is wondering, were they all supposed to be in first person? We didn't discuss that. Mm-mm. It was not a requirement. Yeah, I just happened. Did you, did you think about that? Or was it just how the prompt I was worded? I think the prompt was worded, you, blah, 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 blah. So describe you, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's what right. steered me that way. I I actually tried to start in third person, and it just um, was kind of awkward, so I went back and changed it. 
Yeah, I did start in first person, but about halfway through, I realized I was writing in first person, which is not normal for me. Now, I, I did acknowledge that to myself, like, oh, I'm writing in first person. Rondo will be proud. <laughs> I, yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. So, does everybody have anything else to say before we go? Just make um, sure that you like and subscribe. Um, like our our YouTube page and subscribe so that you can um, get a little ding every time that we go live and can follow us along the way. Cause that really helps us for other people to find us as well as uh, you be able to see each of our podcasts. So maybe we'll just do double duty on the accountability corner next week since we're running a little long or. Oh, I forgot about the accountability corner. I mean, if we could do it real quick. Are we running long? Because I don't think we started right at 10. All right. Awesome. So should we go over there? Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Why don't you start, Jamie? Okay, so last week I said that I was going to actually do some work aside from just writing my thousand words for Camp NaNoWriMo, which I have done. Hooray. And I did change my goal. I made it to where uh, my Camp NaNoWriMo goal is um, 30,000 words, whether it be on the new book that I started for Camp NaNo or just a thousand words on a short story here or there. It makes me feel so much better not to have that weird pressure to work on this particular project for this month, um, which I've decided that I don't like. And it was funny too, because I was feeling guilty about changing my goal. Like it was cheating in some way. And then that same day, the people from Camp Nano sent out an email. Do you need to reevaluate your goal? And totally gave me like the permission that I needed, which is really weird. It isn't like it's my parents or, you know, my college professor like no one's going to know that I'm quote unquote cheating or whatever, but it was really good to feel like I could make that adjustment. And I, um, my second part of my accountability goal was to have two pieces, um, edited and ready to submit. I got one done out of two. So I'm very happy with myself that I actually did some other work, um, this week. So yay me. I'm very happy with my progress for next week. I want to get that second piece, um, polished and ready to go and keep doing my, uh, thousand words a day. Awesome. Okay, what about you, Jennifer? Well, um, I failed miserably this last week with my goals. I had said that I wasn't going to get any farther behind and I was going to spend time talking about my book with my husband and none of that happened. I mean, well, no, the getting behind happened. I did get some <laughs> writing done, not a lot. I just really focused on being with him and with my kids and had a great weekend. Um, but uh, I am seriously behind. I have... Um, great doubts that I'm going to meet my Camp Nano goals um, unless I really just kind of like don't do anything but write for the next week. Um, so, but then again, I don't really know because I've been terrible about updating my progress on Camp Nano. I've just been writing. I've not looked at my numbers and I've not been keeping track. So it may not be as bad as I think, um, but I'm, I would have to like go in and see. So my, for going forward this week, <laughs> I don't really know what to say. I, I'm going to fail. I So I guess I want my failure to not be as epic as it could be if I gave up right now. So I guess I want to not give up. I need to get my, um, for, the, for that novel, I need to not give up and just write as much as I can. And then I need to, I got, oh, I did get the cover for the book two finish, the front Ooh. cover. So um, I need to write the blurb for the back and finish the back cover and, um, uh, I really need to figure out some some issues with editing. I'm having trouble 
with editing. And I think I'm just going, not for me, but getting um, people to follow through that have offered to help me. And I, cause everyone's busy, everyone has lives. And so I'm thinking that I'm going to just do it, just kind of put it out there looking for beta readers. And I'm just going to put it out to beta readers and trust that they'll find any editing issues I have and then publish because May is supposed to be the month I publish. So we'll see. All so right, that's my goal. Beta readers and write, write, write. Okay. All right, Rhonda, what about you? All right. Well, what is this Camp Nano of which you speak? <laughs> you, are ahead. you are doing a, you are so far ahead right well that's the thing is i made my goal something that i was going to be doing anyway and wanted to accomplish so i'm i'm done with my camp nano goal yay um unintentionally for camp nano but i guess i'll go update that today yes i was dude, supposed to do that be a winner you can you can get your winner badge yes okay so there's camp nano and um as far as my publishing my book um, that I was hoping to have done by February or April 11th. Um, I really didn't know what I was doing when I set that goal. So now that I have a better idea of everything that's involved and the time it takes to do that stuff, <clears throat> um, I remade that goal May 11th to sit here on the postcast or whatever day our postcast podcast is around that day to sit here and show you my published book. How exciting. So, I know Yay! I'm totally excited about it. Um, I, didn't get as much done in Florida as I thought. It was a crazy vacation. I had like hurricanes to deal with. And there was like one day I had a horrible bathroom issue and it was terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> this episode, I'm just saying this, this episode. No, Tina or Jennifer, don't you remember what we wrote about her last time? That's what she's talking about. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did my writing come true? I know. I was going to say, <laughs> uh, Rhonda, I'm calling you out because there was no hurricane. So I don't know. That's hilarious. Good job, Rhonda. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, but anyway, I did get, I had a lot of more beach time than I thought I was going to. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I did get a lot done. I did work every single day on it. So I don't feel too bad about my goals. Actually, I'm really excited about um being so confident in uh, the uh, around May 11th, having everything ready. I'm uh, today. I'm working on my cover, and uh, can't wait to buy my copy, Rhonda. Yeah, well, I'll send you a copy. For ah. all, your all right, Bambina, where are you with your accountability? Well, I completed my Camp Nano goal, which Yay! was thank you thirty hours editing. You need to um, go update in there. The winning ones are kept. Yay! Yeah, I I actually put 31 hours in. It's probably more than that, but um, I really didn't do well at keeping track of exactly how much time I was spending. So I was just like adding an hour a day kind of stuff at yeah. the end. Um, but unfortunately, 30 hours did not produce the as much. I didn't get as far along in the editing of my book as I thought I would get with 30 hours of work. So it's kind of slow going, um, like in the fifth chapter now. Um, but it's double the words than the original manuscript. Goodness. Um, because I remember, remember I told you guys that I felt like there was something missing from my manuscript. And then I realized it was the story. Mm -hmm. Yep. The difference between a story and a plot. And so I'm like, so I'm putting, I'm adding stuff in as I'm editing 
with to add um, Angelica's story into the plot, if that makes sense. It does. Um, and so I, I've been using the story genius template for my Scrivener and each time they call them scenes, but they're really chapters. I'm really doing it by chapter. You have like a scene card and it, you have the plot and then you have, well, what, why, you know, like, so it has the plot up at the top and then on the bottom, it has the scene questions or the scene, the story of why and what is the like emotional pull and what is the motivation, all that. So it's really helpful. And so, like I said, it's like double the words of the original. Um, So I am making progress, but I guess I just was hoping to be further along, but I've been listening to Jenny Nash. She's a book coach and a, was an edit professional editor for years and years and years. And she was actually in the book, the story genius. She was actually the author that was the Guinea pig. Hmm. Um, and if you read the book, they take, uh, they have an author start a story from scratch and use the story genius process. And they show you like step-by-step how it works. So she was the person um, that was the Guinea pig for that. And she, she has a podcast called mom writes where she's actually coaching to one first time authors writing their books and their moms and they have little kids. It's kind of cute. Um, anyway, so they just started the revision process. And so I was just listening to that podcast yesterday and she said, okay, so you need to estimate how much time you think it's going to take you to go through the revision editing process. And then you need to triple it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm thinking that she, there's some truth in that because I thought it was going to take me two months, but here I am a month in and I am not going to be done in two months. So um, my goal is just to keep plugging along and try not to, I'm going to try not to think about deadlines and um, quantity. I'm just going to focus on the quality. So what is something specific we can ask you next Thursday? Did you what? Like show up for office hours? Like something specific that we can. I think that if I show up for office hours and I spend that time focusing on the story and the quality that I will make progress naturally. Great. Awesome. Yep. All right. All right. So now that I've forgotten the accountability quarter for like the third times of my hosting, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I always forget that. I don't know why. Um, we are going, I want to remind everybody that if you become our patron for $2 a month, you can listen to our postcast, which we are about to record. Um, and that then this concludes the Christian Indie Writers podcast. So until next time, may your pen be prolific, your deadlines be met, and may all of your words honor Christ. Bye. Bye. Bye.